So tonight, I was walking out of my apartment, Logan picked me up to come and do this pod, and they've been doing, like, the gluten-free Oreos, you know? I mean, they haven't been doing them. Wait, can, okay, but, like, can I tell this story? I feel like this will be funnier for me. True. From Logan's perspective. <laughs> so I'm just sitting in my car, going to pick up Shayla, and I look up from my phone, and there she is, standing in the doorway with one fat Oreo in her mouth, <laughs> and a stack of, like, five <laughs> others just in her oh hand. Oh my gosh. You guys... <laughs> Sometimes when you eat an Oreo, you have to just eat a bunch. <laughs> You're right. And put one in your mouth to multitask. Anyways, Sp- that's the story. Sponsored by Oreos, except not really. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor us. Please sponsor us. We could we could do like a vinyl Oreo, like Lady Gaga did her Oreos. We could. You know, it'd probably be a little less cool, but <laughs> we're almost we as could cool try. as Lady Gaga. You know. <laughs> Sweet. Well, here we are today. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. <laughs> Again. So we're really excited about this week's episode. Um, this is one that a couple people have requested that we do. Actually, it's not a super mainstream album, but it's a really cool, interesting concept. The reason that I love it is because it has so much to do with like personality types. For the longest time, like when I was going to Western, when I was like first coming to Utah State, like during my first few years of college, I was obsessed with personality types, whether that was like the True Colors test, the Myers-Briggs, but I actually didn't get into this Enneagram one until Logan mentioned it, and he was like, you should take this test, and I was like, dope. This is like last year, around this time, actually, I think, and then I kind of forgot about it, and then we retook it just like a couple days ago. We did, yeah. So what we'll be talking about today is it's about the Enneagram personality test, And there's an album by the artist Sleeping At Last that basically goes through and there's a song about each of the nine Enneagram personality types. And so it's really interesting. Shayla and I are both obsessed with personality tests. Mm -hmm. And so we thought this would be a really just fun way to look at how these personalities are reflected in the album. Now, disclaimer, first off, the actual artist who wrote these songs has like an hour and a half podcast episodes about every single song. (laughs) Um, And so if you want to really dive into this, that is the place to go. I listened to the one about my type specifically and was blown away. And so we'll try and touch some on just the musical components throughout these, but he will know more and just have so much to say about the intricacies in every single one of these songs. Yeah, we're kind of just going surface level um, and talking about how different things in the music that he writes kind of relate to the surface level things for the Enneagram types, which I think will still be a lot of fun. I'm super pumped to talk about it. So Me too. Good times. Me too. Shout out to my coworkers last year who were so excited and got us into this. And Shout out to people for enthusiasm about these kinds of things. <laughs> Shout out to people for enthusiasm. <laughs> so I feel like we're Jimmy Fallon now. <laughs> Thank you, people. Thank you, people. So a little bit just about the Enneagram test itself. It's a personality test like many of the others. And the focus of this one is it shows how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. And so it's more about like how you see and interact with the environment and less about just like other aspects of yourself. Like the Myers-Briggs is a lot about like how you sense, how you feel, Mm -hmm. your introversion, extroversion, things like that. Whereas this one's just like straight up how you interact with people in the environment. And so 
It's a little bit different in that way. I would love to study this test in general because I think there's a lot to it and it's really complicated and I don't know much about it, but I'd be curious to look more into it. Yeah, same. So there are nine Enneagram types and these nine types are separated into three categories of three. So there are three types that are more body types. There's three types that are classified as head types and there's three that are kind of heart types. So the body types, we have... Enneagram 1, Enneagram 8, and Enneagram 9. And all of these different types are driven by different emotions. So the body types are driven by anger. Um, the head types, which is 5, 6, and 7, they are driven by fear. And then the heart types, 2, 3, and 4, are driven by sadness. And so I know those all sound like negative emotions, but those are just the things that like motivate you to move and kind of affect the way that you act in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And it's like those primary emotions that move us to action. So even though it seems like a negative emotion, lots of times it brings out really good sides in us. But again, all personality types have like the really great things about them and then the things that are maybe not so great and things that they're trying to like work on or develop to be better. Fun fact, Shayla and I are the exact same type for this one. Yeah, um, crazy times. And ours doesn't have any flaws. We're actually perfect. So <laughs> so don't question that. <laughs> so everything we say is true. <laughs> exactly. But that was actually interesting to me because we have been like almost polar opposites on every other personality test we've done. Yeah. So it was interesting how this one, like we are the same. Yeah. Almost to a T. Yeah. Logan, what are your top ones? So my... Okay, this is interesting, because when I first took this test a year ago, my top type was two, which is the helper. Um, but when we took this just last week, I was higher in type three, which is the achiever. And I think part of that's just the circumstances in my life over the past year have changed the way I see myself and my interactions. So that was really interesting to see how my understanding of myself has changed some over the past year and how also just our own personalities are constantly shifting based on what's happening in our lives. So my highest was type three. My next two that were both pretty close were type one and type six. So it's three, then one, then six? Yeah. In, mm -hmm. in that order? That's awesome. What my, about you? My types, so I'm also a three. But I think it's interesting because even if, I mean, I think it's similar to like the Myers-Briggs, even though like you might be the same type as like a Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, I think you're even, if you dive even deeper, there's different kinds of each type still. Mm -hmm. So like, I think even though we're the same type, which is awesome. And I can see the ways that we are very similar because of that. There's also lots of ways that we're different. So I think even though we're type three, we're like different kinds of type three, if that makes sense. Yeah. When there's different aspects of ourselves and our strengths and weaknesses that aren't necessarily reflected here, or because there is so much overlap in the types. And this is more about the way you like perceive the world there's plenty of room for differences because, again, we have such different strengths and weaknesses, which is why yeah. this podcast works because one of us <laughs> is like, I can do this thing and the other does other things. And... Like, literally, naturally. We don't even talk about it. Yeah. It just happens. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so I'm a type three. That's my that's my main one, the, the highest that I scored. My second type is type two. Oh, so type three is the achiever. I don't think we talked, we mentioned that. So type three is the achiever. Like Logan said, type two is the helper. That's my second highest type. And then my third highest type was... Type 7, which is the enthusiast. My type 2 is pretty high as well. So Yeah. So let's look at this music a little bit. Let's do it. Um, so if you go and listen to the podcast from the composer, I think it's just called the Sleeping at Last podcast. And just if you go back a bit, you'll look and it'll be like 
type one, type two. There's an episode for every type. Um, so I listened to the type three one because that's what I am. But he had a lot to say about how he wrote these songs that I think is worth knowing in advance. So um, overall, other than the main artist, every other person who contributes and performs, plays instruments on these tracks is the personality type of that track. That's so cool. So like every performer in the type one is a type one. Every performer in type two, type two for all of them. So I think that's really cool. And the other thing that you'll notice is that these tracks, they're not meant to be caricatures of the personality types. It's not like this is the stereotype where we'll write a song about it. All of the songs are as if a person from the personality type is speaking and it's a good mix of aspects of their personality but also things that they need to hear and so sometimes the music is pretty contrasting to the personality types just because that's what that type needs. I love that. I was noticing that with so I hadn't listened to that podcast but I was noticing that like going through the music I kind of was like wow this is like the good things that they talk about themselves or the things that they realized might need some healing or might need some work. So I think it's really cool that there's both aspects. The other thing that he did with these recordings is he has what's called fingerprints throughout each of them. And so he reached out to all the people in his life and said, tell me what type you are and then just get a recording of some sound from your day-to-day life or your work and send it to me. And then he stuck all these sounds in the track. And so a lot of them are just like background noises or like a typing on a keyboard or like the sound of the train they take to work, things like that. And they're very subtle. You basically don't notice them, but they're in tracks. And those are also from the people of those types. That's so cool. That's wow. just the overall structure of each of these songs. But within them, they're also different, but yet like similar. And I don't know, for me, I feel like they speak to my soul really well, especially the ones in the types that I relate to the most. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Logan, I was like, the ones that were my type, I was like, dang, these slap. Like, they're so good. And then other ones, I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was about it. <laughs> there were one or two that I was like, hmm, I don't know what I'm listening to. But they were the two types that I, like, was the lowest on. Yeah. So I was like, it's just interesting how that happens. There was the songs that I'm like, these are so good. Someone who's not those types would literally be like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, what is this? So. so let's start talking about this. The type 1 Enneagram is known as the reformer, and reformers are known as the rational, idealistic type. They're principled, they're purposeful, they're self-controlled, and they're also just a little bit perfectionistic. From what I've seen, these are people who, like, have a vision of the way they want something done, and they just, like, do it and go for it and want it done exactly a certain way. And so you'll see that in this type of people. Some of the musical things that show this type... There's this little recurring piano motif underneath pretty much the entire song that just repeats over and over that shows like the purposeful and controlled nature of this type, how they want things in this controlled environment. And so you have that one theme that just keeps going pretty much the whole time. And nothing in the music really feels out of place. It follows musical expectations very well, which is something that this type would appreciate and relate to a lot. This is also one of the more upbeat of the tracks. Mm Mm-hmm which I think is worth noting because a lot of them are on the more somber side, but this one has that drive that is especially relevant from this type. I like how you use the word drive because to me it sounded very purposeful, and I think purposeful and drive can kind of be synonyms. Um, I really, like, I think it was the effect of the strings. I think the strings in this piece are kind of what gave it that purposeful feel and gave it that drive. Um A couple of the lyrics that I really love, um, he keeps saying, fix this over time in the song. And then he also says, I've spent my whole life searching that grace requires nothing of me. And I just think it's awesome because I think sometimes as all personality types, 
no matter how we react or how we do things. So in this case for type one, this perfectionistic part of them, they want everything to be perfect. And to them, ways that they get love is by that perfectionism, like by being so perfect. And so I think that it's cool that, you know, kind of like we said, he gives the points of, you know, what's really cool about the type and maybe things that they need to hear. And I think that this line I've spent, you know, the whole life searching and grace requires nothing of me and love also. So I think it's cool that he threw that in there. You don't have to be perfect to be loved. I think one of the things about this type as well that we see is that music almost sounds like it's like a machine. It's just like this very deliberate pattern. And you have, so in the music theory world, the chord that seems the most like neutral and home in any key is what you call the one chord. And you have that chord and that note specifically that just kind of repeats underneath throughout most of the song, which I think is a tribute to like one, it's the one chord and it just keeps going. So that itself is a little cool music theory thing that happens here. Now you know music theory. Now you know everything you need to know. There's nothing else you could write. <laughs> if you just know the one opera. chord, you'll be fine. Yeah, seriously. Okay, number two is one of my favorite songs, um, which is probably because I'm heavily this type. This is the one that gets stuck in my head the most. Um, so type two are the helpers. These are the caring interpersonal types. So they're demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and somewhat possessive. Which is so interesting. I love this song. And kind of like you said, Logan, maybe it's because two is literally my second highest score. And I think that my favorite lyric from this is I'll show, or my favorite lyric from this is I'll love you with no strings attached. And there are also lines like, I'll take my heart clean apart if it will help yours beat. And he also says, you can take the oxygen straight from my chest. And I think that as type two Enneagrams, like we need to be very careful when we're helping others and when we're trying to be there for them just be super careful when we're doing this because you can only give so much like if your glass is empty you can't keep giving and you know you also need to look out for you and i think that type twos are such givers that they often forget to give to themselves a lot of the time and so i think the song is just beautiful because he kind of he kind of touches on that as well but yeah it's interesting if you look into the types it has listed on the Enneagram website like what their biggest desire is and what their biggest fear is. And with type two, the biggest fear is of not being loved. And so I think that's interesting because this is the type that has literally so much love to give and that's packed into the music and the lyrics. Like if you know mm -hmm. a two, they are probably the best person that you know. Yeah, like, like seriously, this song literally just talks about like, I just want to be there for you. Like I'll give you my coat. I'll give you literally parts of my heart to make yours beat. This air from out of my lungs, like craziness yeah like there's this chorus type of the song and it has these lyrics and it just says like a force to be reckoned with and that's about like the person's love like yeah. they will care so much and they will pour so much into you and your relationship these people have just so much to give and i love that again twos are delightful wonderful people <laughs> this is a sound that seems kind of contrasting to the type though because twos are a little bit more internal than ones but most of this song isn't as internal of a sound it's like more outward and about what the twos can give versus how they are internally you have strings in this one as well and so even though this song is driving it's not percussion that does it it's still strings mm -hmm. which i think is interesting because that has that kind of like internal external type contrast also the other music theory thing the two chord comes up in the pre-chorus and bridge of this song so the two chord for the type two yeah whoop-de-doo he really thought a lot about like using these things for the types so really cool twos are great way to go twos 
Type three. Type threes are known as the achiever. They're success-oriented, pragmatic type. They're adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. I feel like the song is the type three kind of finally coming to the realization that they don't need to win all the trophies or get all the scholarships or be in every club or just kind of break themselves trying to achieve so much. They can be loved without having to have all these achievements. Um, and I think for me as a type three, I have always, we talked about kind of how there's different types, even within the types. And so I think for me, I've always tried to kind of push to achieve, to cover up parts of me that I thought were unlovable or not worthy of love. And as I pushed to achieve, it was so that I could kind of forget these parts of me. And so it's really cool to see that, you know, now as I've grown more into myself and accepted those parts of me, um, my purpose and focus for achieving is a lot different than covering up the parts of me that I thought were unlovable. Three's biggest fear is failure. Yeah. And so they like put a lot of worth in being successful and so they'll push themselves really hard to do this and to like just achieve so much. These are the people that often are stereotyped as workaholics, which again, not necessarily wrong. We are both threes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's fine. But I also wonder if that's sometimes why our friendship works so well. Yeah. Because we can literally just like see the things in each other and be like, we have so much love to give to each other, but not always as much ourselves. So Yeah. It's super interesting. This is one I listened to the full podcast on this, so I have a lot more to say. But get ready, folks. Twenty five minutes just talking about type three. <laughs> Listen, the podcast itself is an hour <laughs> and a half. So one thing about this song, these are the people that are success oriented and they like if they have goals, they will achieve them and they will do so much to get things done. But that's like the complete opposite of what the music is. The composer, he said, he's like, for this one, I wanted like a big full orchestra so that it could be like representative of the threes and how much they can do and accomplish. But instead, it's just like him and a piano most of the time. Then you get occasionally some strings. Yeah, it's very low key. Yeah, the time's not structured. And it's extremely simple. Like, you don't have a chorus in this one. So there's, you don't have the big contrast that you need, but it's three, three, type three, okay? Three repeats of the same kind of verse. And it's just this person talking to themselves and I think telling themselves what they need to hear. Yeah. And like, you have over and over the line, maybe I've done enough, maybe I'm good enough. And I think that's the thing these type three needs to hear. Like, yeah, you're, you're doing great. You're doing what you need to. You don't have to put all of your worth and all of, you know, thinking people will love you into getting or doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So the the key lyrics, those phrases I talked about, they're repeated three times in the song. And the composer said he also left an open chord at the end of this. So there's not resolution, which is something he's like, this probably drives this type crazy <laughs> because they want like a big, complete finished products. But this shows them like, you're okay how you are, and this is a continued thing. Just keep keep working, keep building. Which I also think is very interesting because as a three, I really like being able to kind of say, all right, like, I accomplished this goal, what's next? And so I think that leaving that kind of open cord and kind of leaving us in that suspense without that resolution, it helps, you know, is maybe something that type threes need to hear. Like, it's okay if things don't necessarily work out or always resolve or maybe if you don't always reach that goal or achieve that thing anyway there's type three that's us hit us up type threes <laughs> Woo! and other types you're fine too <laughs> yeah true <laughs> true true okay type four this type is the individualist so these people are sensitive and withdrawn 
They are expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and can be temperamental as well. This song, first off, it's really close to being 4 minutes and 44 seconds. It's like a couple seconds off, but I think that's also pretty intentional. Like, four. <laughs> four? Don't worry. The songs don't keep getting longer. Type 9 is at 9 minutes and 99 <laughs> seconds, which is totally a time. 9 minutes and 99 <laughs> seconds. Good one, Luke. Thanks. So I think the music in this one pays homage to the sensitive nature of these people. Like we said, they're expressive. They're dramatic. One of the instruments that you hear that's prevalent in this one is French horns, which is something that is very individualistic, but just known as being very sensitive and beautiful. And so you hear that sound throughout just a little disclaimer, dramatic is not always a bad word. I feel like dramatic kind of gets a bad connotation, but there's some things that are dramatic that are beautiful because they're dramatic. And I think that um, as a type four, that can kind of be your blessing and a curse a little bit. Yeah, I think the music here is very expressive. The lyrics of this song just seem to be very deep poetry, which, you know, kind of goes into the dramaticism um, and the expressiveness. And even if it, like, even if the lyrics aren't really deep poetry, it just sounds like it is with how he created this. I really like the part where he sings, um, he talks about sandcastles being built up. Um, and then he has this really fast descending line that almost sounds like blocks kind of crumbling and tumbling to the ground. He has that on another part in the song too, but I just, that caught, that made my ear just kind of spark up. And I was like, whoa, that's a really cool thing that he did musically. Because he's talking about building up, but yeah. he has a really fast descending line. Yeah. Well, and you notice there's a lot of contrast in this song specifically. There's a lot of like ups and downs and just shifts in texture, which I think is the process of this type being so expressive and wanting to experiment and really understand themselves. And then at the end, it comes down, it repeats the words authenticity and at the end, it comes down to a really sensitive sound where the person just realizes that they were glorious and they were good the whole time. And so I really think you see in Type 4 this self-discovery really evident in this song. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. So Type 5 is the investigator. They're known as kind of the intense cerebral type. They, you know, very they're very perceptive, they're innovative, secretive, and it can be a little bit isolated. And I think this one is really cool because there's this instrumental section right at the beginning that's like, what, the first two-ish minutes? It's just over two minutes, yeah. Yeah, so it's really long, just the instruments. And to me, that's kind of a symbol of how the investigator really kind of enjoys their time alone. You know, without words or other people, they can just be and they can just exist within themselves um, and be, you know, a little bit secretive and innovative and perceptive. And I could be wrong, but I feel like investigators are primarily introverts. So Logan and I touched on introversion and introversion and extroversion a little bit, but basically introversion and extroversion is just how people get their energies. So when you, when you see people that are like very, you know, loud and friendly and happy in groups, it's not because they like, that's just like how they are. And they're just, whenever they're around people, they're like, like freaking out. It's because when they're in crowds, they get excited because that's how they get their energy is by being around people and introverts recharge and get their energy by being alone so that they can go out and like have that. So I think um, type fives, it wouldn't surprise me if you, if that was like your main type, if you were introverted. I was going to say, I also think this is like more of a left brain type of people. Mm -hmm. You see those that it seems like it's more like mathematical, scientific, even in the sound of this song. Like to me, it sounds like, okay, it sounds like one of those commercials where it's like, 
you see the people like typing in the calculations and it's like outer space and it's like a some sciencey kind of thing like that's the sound <laughs> of the beginning instrumental section for tylenol me tylenol attacks your brain pain i'm just thinking of a headache i saw a commercial about headaches like <laughs> as a joke so it's like coming back to me <laughs> okay so not a tylenol con- commercial though like nasa let's say okay, okay, okay. this song sounds like nasa to me i saw this tweet that was like did i send it to you maybe i don't, I don't know. know i saw this tweet that was like sorry just speaking of nasa it was like <laughs> It was like, why did we stop sending men to the moon? Why don't we just keep going with that and put all men on the moon? <laughs> that was in that TikTok you oh, sent to me yeah. that I sent right back to you. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> someone I've been on TikTok since Someone else sent it to me before I saw that you'd send it to me. I was like, Shayla would love this. And so I sent it to you and I got on your message and saw that you had just sent That's it to hilarious. me. That's anyway. hilarious. Anyways, way to go, NASA. <laughs> yep, go, NASA. <laughs> Send all the men to the moon. Except for Logan. Uh-huh. Logan can't do our podcast on the moon. We could try. We could try. I don't know if the Wi-Fi would be very good up there. We'd probably get really bad audio. (laughs) Probably. Um, This song is close to 5 minutes and 55 seconds, so that's cool. So cool. It's the last song that can do that, though, because, again, 6 minutes and 66 seconds isn't really a thing, and we don't love that number anyway, so... Uh, We don't love it. Um, But... There are more of, like, electric-type sounds that, again, to me, it feels like exploration and competence and calculation. Like, that's what I hear in this song, and I think this is the type of person who their mind just works that way. I think the same thing. I think these investigators really just get their energy from being curious and investigating, and by kind of just keeping to themselves, I think this song really envelops that. Yeah. There's also layers of sounds that don't rhythmically line up, which is something that's more experimental, which I think investigators, like, they're the ones that do experiment and try yeah. new things. Yeah. So, the innovation part of it, yeah. Innovation. What For a sure. word. Word of the day. Innovation. <laughs> I don't know why I just laughed like that. It was like... <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Thanks. <laughs> it was me laughing and trying to think of the word, the definition of innovation, but I just didn't know it on the top of my head, so I... Just laughed weirdly instead. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, type six is the loyalist. So this is one of my highest types. These are the committed, security-oriented type of people. They're engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. One of the things is that this is the type that wants security, and they want to, like, know what's going to happen and just know that. And the interesting thing is the first 60 seconds of the song give you literally anything but that, like the rhythm and texture are constantly changing in ways that you don't expect. And so I think this is kind of to break that mold of the sixes to say it's okay to not have everything figured out all the time. Like you don't have to have all the answers and things can be messy and that's okay. Yeah. I think it's cool how he has that resolution in the song because there's also parts of the song where literally the lyrics are, my mind was heavy, running ragged with the worst case scenarios, emergency exits in the distance below, I woke up so worried that the angels let go, oh my gosh, I'm so tired of being afraid. And so I think this song is really cool because, I mean, I guess it's similar to the others, but I think in this one, it's just very apparent how there's the conflict, which is kind of like the anxious feeling um, and the resolution like you talked about. Yeah, well, that's in the chords, too. You have a lot of these chromatic chords that don't necessarily fit, and then they always resolve to something that sounds optimistic. The one thing I get from this song is that it sounds very responsible. <laughs> like, And when I say that, I mean it's a sound that is older, so it has this like kind of slow jazz ensemble. There's a saxophone, and that's something that we associate with like 40s, 50s, older music. And so we love I think a good saxophone. It, we do. Who doesn't love a good saxophone? Yeah. Shout out to saxophones. Way to go, sax. <laughs> um, <laughs> us and our shout outs we're out of control 
<laughs> shout out to NASA. Shout out to saxophones. <laughs> shout out to whatever else we already shouted out. Shout Oreos. Out, shout out to people. We to did people. that one. This is the podcast of shout outs. <laughs> but I think this, that sound, that more slow jazz sound shows that slow jazz sound I don't know what that was <laughs> it just shows that these are people that are responsible and they like being in control we love a good six shout out to sixes <laughs> shout out <laughs> we need a shout out sound hashtag just we do <gasps> that was a it high five that. <laughs> that's high five <laughs> yeah that's, that's gonna shout be so out. annoying to whoever listens to this true sorry to all of our adoring fans <laughs> okay so type seven is the enthusiast. And this is one of my highest types. They're busy, fun-loving types. They're spontaneous. They're versatile. They're distractible um, and scattered, which all things true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love the guitar at the beginning of this. I love this one because I just, I, I mean, you know, I relate to it a lot. I love the lyrics and just like the light adventurous feel of the music, especially instrumentally. The guitar, the hand claps, the way the piano part is moving, it just makes me feel like I'm kind of walking on top of this mountain early in the morning and seeing the world below and just falling in love with life. So I really love that. I really actually love the bridge of this song too because the verses in the chorus talk about being hungry for what comes next and traveling and adventuring, but the bridge talks about the part of seven the part of the seven type where they just kind of want to slow down and they want to just kind of stop for a while and appreciate the moment that they're in. Um, and just to see the people that they love blossom and grow and just be enveloped in that experience. So even though sevens have all of these kind of scattered qualities and always wanting to be on the go and like all of these things, there are moments for them where they just want to stop and just be. Well, I think that's really interesting when you look at the form as a whole, because it starts out with a pretty typical pop, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus thing, and then we get into the bridge. And then it never goes back to anything else. It just, like, gets to the bridge and then just kind of, like, strays, mm-hmm. which I think shows a little bit of the adventurous personality here. But also that you have this this part of type sevens that care so much about self-discovery and then, like, understanding themselves. And so you see both, like, the vulnerability and the spontaneity of this type. Thank you for saying that. Wow, that resonated with me as a high scoring seven. I was like, wow, Logan, yes. I'm so glad. Sorry, anyways. This is where we stray because seven's one of my lowest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I I agree with you. When I listen to this one, it's like adventure. This song, it reminds me of Canyon Moon by Harry Styles. It just has that sound where it's like, this is fun. This is adventurous. Yeah, totally. That's a type seven song I am proclaiming right now. Shout out to Canyon Moon. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just keep adding. Yep. We make a list of all the shout outs here. (laughs) But this song sounds like adventure. That's what it does. It's spontaneous. It's upbeat. There's more complex layers of instruments than some of the others. And at times there's sounds that you're like, you don't even know what that is. It's kind of the, again, the adventurous quality of this type of person. They're like, oh, what is that? And they want to know and explore. (laughs) What is that? What is that? that? Like, where even are you? (laughs) (laughs) The other day, Sheila and I were sitting in an apartment by ourselves. The window was open. Doing this test, actually. Yeah, we were taking this test. And these people were being super loud outside. And Logan just looks up into space and just goes, Where even are you? (laughs) We we weren't close to a window and the sound didn't sound like it was coming from the direction that the window was. It was just just everywhere. Also, I love that we're just telling this story to no one. 
even though people will be listening to it, it just struck me as weird for a second. We were, like, telling the story that, like, somebody else was listening, and even though nobody else is listening right now, they will be. Like, what? Inception. Have you not realized that that's what we've been doing for 20 episodes now? (laughs) It's probably the Oreos. (laughs) That's literally what a podcast is. (laughs) Oh, man. Anywho. Anyway, there's type 7s. They're cool. Way to go, 7s. You're fine. (laughs) You're fine. You're better than fine. Okay, type 8 are the challengers. This is the one I would imagine you're probably pretty low on this one, too. This is one of my lowest. Mm -hmm. Challengers are powerful, dominating types of people. They're very self-confident and decisive and willful and confrontational at times. So if you know either me or Shayla, that's definitely us. We are that way for (laughs) sure, for sure. You will see us getting all up in your face all the time. (laughs) Yep. Um, but this is one that I think is interesting because the lyrics start the second the song starts. There's no intro. It's yes. just like they're here and they have a statement it's just boom. and there it is. Yeah. It, it's just boom. It's just boom. And <laughs> the other thing that's just boom is the brass instruments. <laughs> they're like kind of pulsing at the beginning and really, and like throughout that. And I really like that. They're just um, boom. Yeah. They're just boom, which gives total, which it totally gives off the challenger vibe. Yeah, I also think brass instruments can kind of symbolize the t- parts of type 8s that are, you know, confrontational and kind of in your face when they need to be. In the accompaniment track, there's these strong, loud hits, the booms, probably, Yeah. Um, that are re- recurring throughout, and I think that shows just the strong, decisive force of this type. And I think this is a type that feels the need to be in control and want to protect themselves, and so you have that element of that um, control and power in the music. Mm-hmm. But... There's this middle section that's contrasting where the singer, like you can tell they clearly want to be vulnerable, but they have such a hard time letting the other people in because they need to show the power. And so it's like this almost fight with vulnerability where you get like glimpses of it, but not all the way. And like by the end, it's again, this like fight between these two sounds and it ends on this unresolved chord, which again, I'm sure this is something that this type doesn't like as well, but I think it shows the need to relinquish some of that need to like feel powerful and be more vulnerable at times and be totally in control Mm -hmm. yeah I also think that the way that the music kind of portrays the type a as well is very decisive um and I think that he really portrayed that as like with the instrumentation that he chose I I wonder this I haven't done a lot of research on the type eight maybe you know more about this Logan but I feel like maybe as a type eight they because they're decisive maybe they don't spend a lot of time thinking all the way through things which sometimes can be very good for them and probably other times could be a little bit put them in a tricky situation because they're like okay we're just gonna go with this because this is it and we're just gonna do it and just do it like no really thought through type eights they're great way to go type eights type nine is the peacemaker so okay this is an interesting one for us because with each of the enneagram types the one like three to the left so for us like three two one nine is the one that you show weakness in to some extent um, or you like get qualities of their weaknesses, and so would for, that go the other way too, or no? Um, so because like you, for me, if you go to the right, that's where you, when you're doing well, you draw from their strengths. I see. So for okay. us, we draw from the strengths of six, the weakness of nine. Cool. I think is how it works. That's cool. I, I don't know. know. It might not be that way for all of them, but for three at least, that's how it is. Cool. And so for me, when I listened to nine, it like did nothing for me. I was like, I don't, I don't know what this yeah. song is. Yeah. But th- this is the peacemaker. Um, it's the easygoing type. They're receptive, reassuring, agreeable, complacent. And I think that's reflected. This one starts a cappella, and mm-hmm. I think that's really the only time we hear this in the whole album. I loved that. I loved that. Yeah, it's just a voice. It's the peacemaker. They just want things to be just chill and good. 
and I think this song is that search for inner peace. You have these like dreamy seventh chords that are just in the background that feel heavenly. I love the line in the chorus, fall in love again, and then later it goes again and again, and then again and again and again. And I think that type nines and kind of type twos, they're pretty similar, but nines just always, you know, want what's best for everyone else. And they're not confrontational and they're not assertive and they just kind of take a lot. And this, this might be a stretch, this comparison that I'm about to make or this thought that I'm about to have, I guess. But I think to be a peacemaker, you have to fall in love in a lot of different ways. And there's more than romantic ways to fall in love with someone. And I think that love really makes people more willing to be peacemakers because thinking back on my own life in times that I have felt a lot of love towards a person, I'm way more willing to be less confrontational or less assertive um, and let them kind of take that lane if that's what they're going for. And so I think that type nines have really, really big hearts and love really easily because they're so willing to put others before themselves to kind of make that peace. And that can be a blessing and a curse, but I think it's really cool. I just thought this whole song felt like a hug. Yeah. It's just like, find, find you a nine and hug them. Yeah. Really. Um, find you a nine and hug them. Yep. That was a great quote. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's some lyrics in this one that I really like, though. Um, it says, to know and love ourselves and others well is the most difficult and meaningful work we'll ever do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Slap that on a wall. Let's do it. Let's find a wall. <laughs> But I just think that's so true, and especially of this type. Like, the most important thing we can do is know ourselves, love ourselves, and others. And I think that's reflected on pretty much everyone needs that message. Yeah. I think the reason that, for me, and I don't know about you, Logue, but for me, the reason that I fell in love with personality types, not only was it, not only because I, I was learning a lot more about myself and relating you know, experiences that I had and being like, that's why I'm like this. That's why that happened the way that it did and like why I reacted that way. But it also helped me just understand people so much more. Like I remember in high school, um, a little shout out to my mom, no shout out, but my mom asks so many fetching questions all the time. Like it's just question, question, question. And in high school, I was like, literally, mom, I can't even handle this. Like, it bothered me so much, and I would get so upset. Like, it's not a phase, mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so, yeah, she just asked so many questions. And then when I finally started learning about, you know, these personality types, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, the reason that she asked so many questions is because this is how she is and how she functions. And it's not her trying to be annoying or be super nosy in her kids' lives. It's just because she needs that information to help her function and to help her understand and just learn and know. And so when I figured that out, I was so much more patient with my mom afterwards when she would ask me questions because I was like, okay, it just gave me so much more understanding. And so I think that knowing about these personality types, any personality test you take, it's important to like read about yourself, but read about the people in your life too, that you love and their types so that you can just love them more for who they are. That's really what it helps you do. Yeah, and just understand that people work differently. Because I love these tests too, just to know, like, this is how I function and that's okay. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. This is just the way I work. And the more you understand that about yourself, the more self-compassion you can have. Yeah. And the easier it is to embrace who you are. So I love that. Find your type, listen to your song, internalize the message that it is. Also, if you're bored, just take personality tests. Cause Do it. I think it's way fun. Maybe that's a me personality thing, but... <laughs> I love them too. There's the... Atlas Enneagram album by Sleeping at Last. Again, I would recommend find your podcast of your type from 
the Sleeping at Last podcast and listen to it all the way through so you can understand so much more of the intricacies in each of these songs because we scratched the surface. You could like dig a mine out of these. Every single little thing is intentional. So go listen to that. Thanks for listening in. We're super excited as we continue to kick off the summer. We have some exciting episodes coming up the next few weeks. We'll talk some about the singing shows that have been on. We'll have episodes about American Idol and The Voice. We've been watching those shows. Um, Lauren will be back with us to talk about those. (gasps) Because when Logan says we, he means he and Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) I have not been watching those shows, but I love and support them. Lauren and I religiously watch those shows every single week they do last night they stayed up and watched and i went to bed (laughs) yep so those will either be just us or mainly us so i'll be here to ask questions i'll just be like the voice in the background there you go shayla will be commentator (laughs) yeah exactly so get ready for that olivia rodrigo has a new album coming out we'll do an episode on soon so exciting things coming up love you all shout out to our listeners (laughs) shout out if you can share with your friends leave reviews, send us messages, tell us what you want us to talk about. We want it all. love hearing from you. Follow us on social medias, do the things, and we will see you next time on On Vinyl. Vinyl. Shut up.